Movies by Minutes, project number five. It's Silverado this time. That's no jive. By Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the show. Let's settle up now, kids, because here we go. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Bum, bum. Chris, do you know the rest of the words to that song? I don't know. No, I don't. I just know that part. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I always thought that, that song was from the movie The Electric Horseman. So did I. But then I found out it wasn't. Like, oh, well, she. It's from the movie Rhinestone Cowboy. The Rhinestone with, with you, the, the Sosa's own one? Yes. Yeah, the one with Dolly Parton. And I, I was thinking about the one with, with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. Well, welcome back. Uh, it is uh, day two of Minute Impossible hosting the uh, Silverado Minute. Silverado Minute brought to you by Movies by Minutes. If you listen to movies one minute at a time and are insane like Chris and I, then this is your thing and you yeah. love it. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we are in uh, Minute 22. Minute 22 begins with uh, Sheriff Langston uh, saying that uh, he, 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 this is my, he's the one making the, uh, the, the law and ends with someone asking uh, how, who's going to pay for this stuff. It's a lot of uh, slow walking and very, that's really the only talking in the entire episode. In the entire, yeah, and, uh, and a lot of seething on Danny Glover's part. Yes, seething. Uh, yes, wordlessly seething. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? Uh, let's talk about the music. This is where yeah, we get our. That really plays the, the the role of this. This is our first. This is our first use of the music, so we get to yeah. talk a little bit about it. And it's um, a great score by Bruce Broughton. I mean, yes. he, this is one of my favorite of his, of his scores. It, it's. Uh, I think it. I think it influenced so many other cowboy movies of the late eighties oh, yeah. and nineties. Like you don't think about it, but when you go back and watch Tombstone or any of these movies, and you're you like, did do the Tombstone music also. Yeah, yeah. You're like you you literally hear you're like, oh, he was just you know he he riffed on what he had done originally. Yeah, and so you're like, yes, I love this. He just knows how to. It's almost like someone's like, hey, do you know how to write music for guys riding horses toward the camera? Oh yeah. yeah. And the thing I, is, you hear you hear the theme on this movie, and you're like, I know what that movie. I've seen it. I've seen. It. I can't remember it, but I know it. You know, if you don't know the movie as well as say like we do, yeah. You know, it, you you hear it, you know that music. It's it's very unique. Very. This is very this. Uh, it's funny that Kevin Costner is in two movies, three movies that have soundtracks that are so unique, you know them. This yeah. uh, uh, Robin Hood, mm-hmm. like you always know the not even that song, just the the what was the Morgan Creek. You know, Morgan, that became the fact that their song became the Morgan Creek song. It's mm-hmm. still so, and, and, weird. and they used it on the Disney on Disney Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah, for years. For like I'd be like, trailers. I remember I see it. I'm like, why are they doing Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? I'm like, are we watching Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? I don't know. Uh, what was the third? Oh, uh, it, I guess the music of uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. And Dance with the Wolves also. Dance with the Wolves very very distinct as well. I like, couldn't. Um, I couldn't place it. I bet mm-hmm. if, if you played me music from it, I would be like, is this from a Western? I wouldn't. I you, don't you probably think it was a James Bond movie because it's John Barry. It sounds like a Bond film. I would out of Africa. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't remember. I wouldn't remember that one. That's just me, though. Yeah, I get it. But uh, yeah, this is a this is the minute where uh, Mal gets his uh, whiskey. Gets yeah, his oh, yeah, shot, he does. Shot. Oh, whiskey. 
the uh, it's 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 him uh, picking up his arsenal of weapons. That man carries a lot of weapons. Yeah, he does. I, can you blame him? <laughs> no, I would too. If if everyone acted like that toward me, <laughs> I would definitely yeah. carry that many weapons. Definitely. I, have you ever been more jealous of his gloves? Oh my his God, gloves, gloves are the best. If you're doing, if you like cosplay, I enjoy cosplay, and I'm like. That's and that's the level when we're talking about uh, Solo. Solo had really cool gloves. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Han Solo always has cool gloves. And yep. this is one of those things where it's like, man, those form fitting leather gloves. I don't know how they distress them. I know there is a process to doing it. It's like a baseball mitt style yeah. where it's like you have to have someone who knows what they're doing. Distress your gloves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But and I don't think th- is that, that, that I, I watched something. Recently, I think one of the Batman movies, the earlier Batman movies, maybe. Batman Returns or something, and I saw the gloves in that. I'm like, how I've I've worn gloves before, and they're so bulky. Yeah, to get those like the gloves that they put them in, in like in this and in movies like Batman, and, you know, where they've got they've got movability with their fingers and their hands. It's like that's amazing to me. I always think that that's cool. On Solo, again, the same thing. You know, yeah, he was one of those people who always had gloves that are like, oh my god, look at that, that's cool. We get a great shot of the rest of the uh, place. The rest of the the rest of the saloon, the uh, we got the potbelly stove in the middle of the room. We've got at the back going yep, up the. I assume uh, some sort of ill repute or maybe just a room. I, I bet this room. room he, he was trying to get a room. Yeah, there. it seems more like a hotel, right? Yeah. Is that you're thinking. But you know, but you know, they always had those zero repute people in there as well. Sure, like extra, extra. You know, it was like like cable back then. Sure, <laughs> and the size. Those yeah, are we, those are premium rooms. We got premium rooms with the ladies. Oh, that's like I'm saying HBO now. Oh, okay. But yeah, the, when uh, when Mal takes his drink and makes that face, he's just like, yeah, that was totally worth fighting those. Well, two yeah, guys. I think he's also he's also worried. Well, this might be my last drink. It might be my last anything. They may shoot me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I enjoy that he looks at the sheriff before he drinks. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm going to do this. I just want to see where you you are with your hand. You know what I mean? Like his his length and getting angry, and he's not. He's just well, yeah. Because yeah. he's asked him nicely to leave, and I get that. But at the same time, it's like, wow, you you guys are those type of people. Huh? Well, in 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 the uh, in the pure Langston way, Langston knows he's paid for his drink, so yeah, he gets to have that one drink. I yeah. love that during the fight, that drink didn't move. So no, also very good. Uh, and, and nothing's broken. It's just a little wet, like a little drop of whiskey falls off of it as he drinks it. Yeah. So now his gloves reek of whiskey and his gloves are very sticky. Uh, and the uh, <laughs> Emmett goes back to eating his breakfast because, you know, you don't want that. That's that's a that's a, that's you, a know, good you don't want to give up that. breakfast. That, that's, that's your t- that's your t- that's your 10 cent breakfast. That's expensive. They're uh, drinking their tea sitting around. I, Peyton has done nothing. I love it. Yeah. Peyton just with his feet back. Uh, just lay, laying back in the chair. Oh, Kevin, Con- Kevin Klein. This movie. Kevin Klein, he's just trying to avoid any sort of issue that may cause him, you know, get him in trouble again. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a ex convict mm-hmm. trying to, uh, you know, just be like, I'm just going to be cool and not bring up stuff. Uh, this is one of those minutes where again, nothing really happens. A man literally walks, <laughs> <laughs> he walks, picks up his guns and walks out. Um, I'm sure there someone has talked about the guns that he has. Uh, I do love his Chewbacca style bandoliers. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the bullets for his, well, I guess they, they're bullets. Yeah. Cause he has a rifle. Mm-hmm. 
So, but well, yeah, speaking of speaking of Chewbacca, I mean, hmm? I'm sure they brought they brought it up already plenty before us. But you know, the the influence of <clears throat> Lawrence Kasdan's writing on Star Wars and in particular Empire Strikes Back and Jedi and Solo, and then you see a lot of that in this as well, as far as the the qualities of the characters, the roguishness of all the characters that he brought to um, to Empire in particular for Han Solo and Chewbacca. You see that in these guys, you know, the loyalties and the and the the betrayals of other people on them and their and on their 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 daily lives, if you will, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can see you can see a lot of I mean Lawrence Cass is a great writer to begin with, but the, once he started directing movies as well, you're we like, oh man, you could see, you know, the little bit of Indiana Jones here, you can see a little bit of uh Han Solo there, you can see a little bit of even like the big chill with you know, the actress he uses of the way that they interact, you know? Also the color, it's, I, I know that he doesn't like actually tune the color in, but this is a, like a very 80, 85-ish color palette. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of the big chill, like the colors, yes. the colors of the movie. It's yeah. a lot of yellows um, and a lot of faded browns. It's in the same thing. The same. I think of that same thing when you're talking about that. I'm just like, you know, when he's brought the big show, like, yeah, yeah. This feels like it's in the same, not universe. That's weird. Yeah. But but you know, it has it has this flavor that I really enjoy. It feels lived in. Mm-hmm. I love the lived inness. Again, I'm gonna go back to the you know sets and also costumes. Uh, everyone's costumes. I'm sure they are gonna tell us that there are non-period things going on. But this is what after the Civil War, so. We're getting close to the end of the end of cowboy, you know, cowboyish. Yeah, yeah, you know the the bad guy of this movie, Brian Dennehy. Spoilers for the movie uh, is Brian Dennehy is probably been doing this for what twenty plus years. Yeah, and that was you know we're still in that time that lawlessness, and now we're starting to get where lawlessness is like. Well, you know what? If I was the sheriff, I actually have more power than if I was. Not and the government would be behind me, exactly. And I can so do use that to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going out west at this point. You know, this is obviously out west, and, and the 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 wagon train we see in the in the next you know few minutes after we're done with our minutes is is headed out west as well. You know, yeah, so, I don't even know. I don't actually know what year this is supposed to be. I mean, I guess that yeah. would have been before the Civil War, right? Well, they had to at the beginning. Remember at the beginning of the film, he's they go to that little town in the Civil War. Uh, the 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 town's uh like a fort there's a civil war mm-hmm. uh soldiers there you know our civil soldiers there there's the the uh the blue people are there as you call them um or the blue and the gray you know the all the soldiers at the fort are, are all you know uh what do you call it i can't even think of the word right now i'm having a brain fart uh they're not southerners <laughs> no they're no uh, they're. so it's like at the end of it you know they're still they're Union. still the union people, they're still working on it, you know. Yeah, I love, that, things. I, I love that I looked up what year does the movie Silverado take place in, and it says 1985. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, IMDb. Idiots. It's so great. Thanks for nothing. I could look that up. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, this is like the, the tail end of it, you know, I think, you know. Yeah. And Especially because you've got Mal walking around and, and being free. I think it's, you know, it's definitely after the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah, you're right. I think a lot of those people who were criminals within that 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 time frame have moved on into government and and civil servants 
Yeah, so because take advantage of all that. As we know, the great the great American dream is to be a crook and become a civil servant. Exactly. <laughs> well, that that is a crook. So you there you go. Uh, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> no, we say crappy things and say no offense. No offense. No offense. Offense you, taken. You can't get mad at me because no, I said no offense. Uh, let, I want to do uh, since we we have these minutes i want to do something maybe not not every episode but when it when it dawns on you there are a lot of hats in this episode mm-hmm. what ha- which hat is your favorite hat oh so far i like john cleese's hat i think his is cool oh you like the little yeah well, well, well i mean also to be fair uh peyton's not wearing his hat i think you that's know, my i think that's my favorite hat the, but which it, the, which the one the, his, his real hat his or original the one he, hat his, his original real hat, hat yeah. the one with the silver the silver that's, that hat is awesome but you know, in, in this scene, I gotta agree with you. Uh, John Cleese's hat is so. If you were like, "Hey, John Cleese, you are now a hat," poof, and you turned yeah. him into a hat, that would be he, that one. It's yeah. so good. I love the. Yeah, you know, I love they did kind of a because his even his suit. He's like, I'm like, yeah, this is what a British dude would look like. Yeah. So, someone was writing on the internet because I I went I uh, I doom scrolled through Reddit for these episodes to always like look for weird Reddit things, and so I was like, you know that. I don't, this this number, I don't know if it's right, but they're like, you know, one in seven people in the West was British. And I said, what? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Didn't know that. That's what, that's what someone, someone on Reddit said this. So I don't huh. know if that's true. Know if that's true or not, but I'm going to go with that. I can believe it because even in Tombstone, they have some British people in it, you know? Sure. But one and, in seven. You tell me that when well, fifteen well, look, people look, get look, together, look at, three of them are look at like uh, what was the other one? Uh, far and away. I was watching that the other day, and they're all going out west. All those the Irish and the English, and yeah, everybody. Yeah. And Tom Cruise being Irish, you know. Yep, I like that you did the high We're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. This shows you how close. Wearing the green shoes, Tom Cruise shows you how close we are to the actual event of our. You know, we got to get our Tom Cruise in there. You know, yeah. The other day, I'm sitting here in my office working on something, setting up this. All my stuff in here, and my girlfriend comes in and starts pretending to be me, and she's playing at the computer. Look at me. I talk in Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. I'm like, oh my God. Is that, what, is, that what, is that what she thinks she does? That that's what she, she, she joked about. That's because that's what do, you sound like. Do you, not, do you not say, honey, I haven't talked about Tom Cruise in two years. That's what I said. I said, I haven't talked about Tom Cruise in two years. I talked about her about other movies, but but she likes to joke with me about it. She pretended to be the cat, pretending to be me. So it's even funny. You know, <laughs> it's a whole thing because the cat's in the office with me now. And they're just like looking at me like, what are you doing? Still you with doing this Tom Cruise thing? Oh, my God. You should be done by now. How many movies are there? You should at least be into the fourth movie by now. Aren't you guys on Fallout yet? <laughs> uh, this uh, this is a great scene. I think this really is, is one of my, if you have to name top five scenes from Silverado, it's hard to pick in this part, which would be my favorite if it's the fight. But I think it's him picking up the drink. I think that's yeah. one of my five favorite Silverado uh, minutes. Well, I, I think it's also a great minute because it's really Mal's introduction. Mm-hmm. And he's such a great character. And you don't expect the... Like a gentle giant. He, yes, he, exactly. Like, like you say, like Chewbacca. I think that's a great... He comes, great in, very, he comes in very zen. He comes very, in very... very zen. Like, like nothing bugs him, even though things are bugging him. Because he knows know? everything bugs him. <laughs> yeah. It, he doesn't let it get to him anymore. Yeah. So um, I, lo- I and then, love, and then and then to have him, you know, meet up with with Peyton and Emmett at the same time, even though they're not really met yet, they're they're there for him, and you know, it's, it sets up their friendship. This is a well written piece of this because 
and you know, in, in later minutes when he when they actually are running out of town with their brother, uh, spoilers for the movie, uh, when they were coming out of town and he covers their run, mm-hmm. I was like, Casting man, that is some good writing to yep. not have him stay in the town and actually make it a tertiary thing <coughs> that yeah. happens. I was like, I was like, that is so of 1985. This is not super sophisticated writing. It's good writing. And I think the sophistication comes from, I'm like, oh, we've seen it a million times. The two guys come into town. They break up a brawl. That guy joins their team. And they do it a different way. And I I love that. I love that. I do too. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's move to the next minute. How does that sound? That sounds good to me. All right. So, until tomorrow, I've been... Drinking whiskey and getting frisky, Jonathan. I've been eating my 10 cents awesome breakfast from ears. <laughs> uh, my, my root and tootie fresh and fruity. Eat my root and tootie fresh and fruity breakfast from ears. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah.